episode 72, Dollars and Cents. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. I have to tell you, one of these days, I'm just going to have to have a video camera on Tony when our intro is playing because he just starts making all these funny faces and just really gets into it. You know, just one of these days we will. One of these days we will. Welcome back, everyone. By the time you are listening to this podcast, it will be day three of the seven days of sex challenge. Yes, which we want to thank all of you who shared it with your friends who are doing it with us. Wow. Exploded. It really did. We got some, uh, some great media attention and we hope mm-hmm. to get some more this week as uh, as the challenge goes on. We shall see what happens. If you know of anybody in the uh, media outlets who would like to interview us or do something, let us know. We'd be more than happy to uh, respond to them during the week. And it's been interesting because the, um, the website or the, you know, our, us specifically has not been mentioned. Um, specifically, we were on, it was mentioned on the talk CBS talk show. Well, it was mentioned on Fox. It was mentioned on Fox. There just just wasn't a link directly to it. Right. But on the talk, it wasn't mentioned. The talk, it wasn't mentioned. It was, it, they just said, they danced all around it. They just said a popular marriage blog. Who's doing this challenge. Well, narrows it down. How many, how many other marriage blogs do you know are doing that this week? Right. Um, but it was very interesting. And you know, a lot of you have chimed in on this because here on the talk, and I just want to, mention this for a few minutes because you guys are many of you are participating in this five women sitting around a table and they bring this up and the women had reactions very similar to what I did when Tony proposed this the very first time on the 60 day of sex on the challenge. 60 day of sex challenge in 2008 almost four years ago oh, no three years four ago. years ago four years ago mm-hmm. and you know they were all like oh my gosh I've got kids I've got a life who on earth would have time to do that and I I was watching the clip and I'm getting all like, you're getting worked out. I was really worked up. Yeah. I'm like, seriously. And I had girlfriends calling me who had seen it and they're like, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't realize how important it is to make intimacy a priority. I'm like, you're right. You're right. You get it. And then I realized as I've had a little time to think, um, that they don't get it because they haven't tried. Mm -hmm. Right. And they don't get it because for most couples, seven days seems like a monumental task. And I have to keep in mind my perspective that I've done 40 out of 60 and I've done seven days now. This will be our third time. Mm-hmm. And so I have a different perspective. And so I can't just as much as I wanted to be really snippy and rude. And I did send them a little comment saying, you know, this is our story and I'd love to talk to them. And by the way, when we did it the first time, I had a two-year-old and a five-year-old. Yeah. Um, but, you know, keep in mind, those of you that are doing it this week, if your friends look at you like you've got three heads it's because they haven't thought about trying it and because the challenges in their life outside of making intimacy a priority seem huge. And this seems like it would be like one of the hosts said, one more thing on the to do list. Mm-hmm. You know, I applaud and commend all of you that are participating in it this week for realizing, yes, it might be another thing that you've added to your week, but your focus is on the fact that it's improving and making intimacy 
a priority in your marriage. Right. So hats off to all of you. Um, fortunately, I you know took a few deep breaths before I actually commented to them. Um, but it's exciting. It's exciting because this year, the international scope of this challenge is even bigger than it was last year. Yeah, Australia, South Africa, Romania, missionaries in the Ukraine, France, Canada. And of course, all I'm, of you here in the I'm, States. I'm pretty sure almost all 50 states. We, we didn't keep up as much as we did last year. It drove us, honestly, last year, it was almost a full part-time job. I mean, just trying to keep up with everybody and what everybody was doing. And On it really, top of it, doing the challenge ourselves. Self, yeah, and it really just wore us out. Um, trying to do that. So this year we've, we've been a little more just watching what's happening, commenting when we can, and it's blown up. I mean, the initial post has 379 comments when I last looked and I gave up commenting back sometime midweek. Um, I just couldn't stay up anymore. So it's just awesome to see. It's, it's just, you know, for, for us, it's, it's cool to see the newbies come in and go, oh my gosh, this sounds so amazing. We need this in our marriage. And then we have folks that have been married 40 plus years, mm-hmm. 30 plus years, 20 years. In, in the teens like Elisa and I or many of you are with kids still running around and they're going, oh my gosh, this is exactly what we need. Yeah, we've, I mean, we've got everybody from couples who got married on Saturday, and so this is their honeymoon week. Yeah, um, to forty to, years, you know, plus. forty plus years, and each couple will be impacted differently. Mm-hmm. Be it if they um, just have sex, or if they're they're going to be doing some devotional time together, or if they're going to really impact some of the other areas of of intimacy that we talk about in marriage. But I will have to say from experience in doing this, it just prioritizes our lives for Mm -hmm. this week. And many of you who have been listening to us for a long time know that it doesn't just end at seven days. And we'll talk about this next week, which is the intimacy lifestyle, because it is so important to have that lifestyle embedded in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't start with the seven days of sex challenge, I believe that the intimacy lifestyle should be foundational to every marriage because it really allows us to learn so much about ourselves in the bedroom, which obviously impacts other areas of our intimacy because we're able to talk about more when we're open and we're not frustrated sexually. Absolutely. So um, it's been a cool week. It's just been fun for us. And... You guys energize us as we're heading yeah. into this challenge. I mean, you was, really we, do. We actually took time. Um, we're recording this on Sunday night like we usually do. And so last night, Saturday night, we made time for a devotional. We, and we are we are still reading through the couple's devotional Bible. It's going to take us a while. We're yeah. only on Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, for those of you who are struggling in this area, spiritual intimacy, get it. It is It is wonderful. And we don't read every day, even though it says, you know, Monday, Tuesday, we don't read every day. We're doing it probably two or three times a week Mm -hmm. and we just pick up where we left off. And I'm telling you guys, it is fantastic. Elisa and I prayed last night and, you know, for some reason, just picking up this Bible for some reason 
has allowed me to sense God just being in our bedroom with us when we're doing this. And in a different way, because last night was the first time we've prayed together openly like this in a, in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pray separately. We do that often. But to pray together, and you know what? I've had the struggle of always having to say the right words, the right things. It, it always has to sound so pious. And and finally, it came to me early on in, in my prayer. I just said, God, you know what? I'm going to talk to you like I talk to you every day, just like you're right here beside me, because I know you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just pray like that, because Elisa and I, that's the way we see you, Father. You're here. You're in front of us. And it was... It was cool. And I didn't laugh. No. Which I've done in the past. Well, I think that was the whole, just being open and honest and just going, God, this is who we are. Right. We're not going to come into some elaborate, lots of big words, you know, things like that. It's it's a conversation. Yeah. We're just having this conversation and we prayed for all of you. Mm -hmm. Those who are doing the challenge and those who are not. Those of you who are new to the one community and those who have been here for a long time. We, we just realized that marriages and those of you who are part of us and part of the one community need prayer. And we say it often, we do it ourselves, but last night was the first time in a long time that we just openly together prayed for you. And we are going to continue to do that. Um, it, it's just, it's a battlefield out there mm-hmm. and we're here to, to win it. And, and- we know that many of you keep us in your prayers. And so we just want to say thank you for that. The other thing that just dawned on me is that we are recording this on Sunday. So I want to wish a happy Mother's Day. Yes. You know, it'll be belated by the time you listen to this message, but a happy Mother's Day to all of the moms out there um, mm-hmm. that are listening. A special um, lift up for all of you that have lost children, because I know that Mother's Day can be a challenge. Um, as wonderful as it was for me today, there is still that thought in the back of my head. And for those of you that have lost your mothers, um, I know that that also makes this day a challenge. And so just know that on Sunday we were lifting all of you up in prayer, um, Mm -hmm. and wishing a very special day for all of you. So I had a wonderful mother's day. And and I'm going to just talk about our first day of the challenge real quick to everybody because (laughs) Yesterday, we decided to go to Legoland, and a lot of what we're going to be talking about tonight is financial intimacy and Legoland mm-hmm. and date night that we had Friday. But before we get there, I just want to hit, touch on our, our challenge. So long day at Legoland, had a blast. My intention was, hey, honey, let's kick this darn thing off. 12.01, we're going to go. We get home, and we're pretty spent. <laughs> um, uh, we, we throw in a movie. It's Saturday night. We're just chilling. Um, I'm doing some computer stuff. Alex is watching. Elisa's conked out, just done. Just gone. <laughs> so after the movie, it's just like, all right, turn this stuff off. It's about 1030 ish at this time. Uh-huh. We wanted to do our devotional. We did our devotional. It's probably 1045. And I go, hey, babe, are, are you going to stay up? Because she was reading a little bit more. I was going to read a little bit more. She's like, no, there's no way I'm going to be able to stay up. So why don't we just wake up and, you know, whenever we wake up, we'll we'll have sex. And right. I'm thinking, okay, well, should we put the alarm on or, you know. <laughs> did, and what we, did I say to you about the alarm clock? Yeah, Lisa, Lisa made the good call there and just said, no, thank you. An alarm will just throw us all off. 
and make us both cranky. So we didn't do that. Um, a couple of times during the the early morning hours, we woke up. Elisa wasn't feeling a hundred percent. Just ate a little too much food. That just sort of yeah, things just didn't mess, right messed her up a little bit there. Tried to make a couple advances. It wasn't happening. Honestly, I was too damn tired too. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'll be happy if I can just get it up and and get this thing done. You know, at four a.m., five a.m. So, like, ah, eh, whatever. Don't don't worry about it. Go to sleep. But we told the kids it's Mother's Day. Don't come into our room. Don't bother us until we come out. Well, we'd actually said seven or seven thirty. We had yeah. told them that. Yeah, but it, I think I I had told them though. Oh, maybe as well. you said don't, something don't, separately. Yeah. Okay. Don't bother us. So we finally roll up, roll awake at around eight fifteen. I think it was. We're like, holy crap! It's eight fifteen. We haven't been bothered by our kids. What's going on? So I'm thinking, well, I don't hear anything, Elisa. Let's let's get it on. You know, it's. It's eight fifteen. It's quiet. Let's let's do this now because we're podcasting tonight. Things will happen. We, we got to make this the priority. We're the leaders of this thing. Let's prioritize our lives here. <laughs> since we couldn't do it in the middle of the night. Yeah, since we just couldn't do it. So it, it was amazing. We had a, a fantastic lovemaking session, and you know, I, I go, well, let's just go take a shower. We're gonna we're gonna do something fun for you. It's Mother's Day. Unlock the door. Take our shower. We come out of our room probably about nine o'clock and the kids are just hanging out on the couch, wide awake. Alex was playing a video game. Abby had thrown in a movie. I was just like, oh, thank you, Jesus. This is the first Mother's Day since I became a mother, which would be eight years, that two things happened. One, Tony did not ride his bike on Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And two, my children actually let me sleep in. That has not happened since I became a mother. So those two things in and of themselves was amazing. Made this a very special Mother's Day. Yeah. And then um, they took me out to breakfast. We went to church. Had a wonderful message at church. A- Abby had all kinds of special goodies for me. Alex had written, "Mom had created Mom in his Legos, which was very cool." And um, Abby had actually made me a piece of jewelry that I proudly wore to church: pipe cleaner necklace, and. Um, you know, just fun little notes and messages from the kids all day and just a really mellow, mellow day because we had a busy Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And that's really what we're going to talk about um, on today's podcast. And, you know, we titled this podcast Dollars and Cents. And if you've looked at the title, it should pop up cents as in S-E-N-S-E, not cents as in pennies. And, you know, the reason we're talking about this is because the last time we got really serious into money was back in January yep. when I had way, way overspent in December and things were not pretty in the DiLorenzo household concerning our finances. And we'd had some discussions yeah. and some silent treatment and um, it was just really yuck yep. around here about our finances. And you know, things have, we've mentioned it over the last few months, things have been you know better, we've been focused, we've been really bringing financial intimacy to a forefront in our marriage. We talk about... Each month we are... We, we talk are. about each month, we're talking about the budget, each, you know, once or twice during the week, we hit on it, or if something comes up, or, you know, as we're planning for the next month, it's become part of our vocabulary. Right. To the point where, you know, our kids are like, well, is it in the budget? You know, or, you know, 
if the kids have to pay for something, well, how much is the tax on that? Because they know if they're buying something, they've got to have the money to cover tax. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's become a much stronger component. The financial intimacy has become a much stronger component. So much so that Friday night we had date night and Saturday we were taking the kids to Legoland. Right. In tonight's podcast or today's podcast, I should say, isn't going to be so much about budget and stuff, but we're going to really start talking about how that impacts us when we're out, mm-hmm. how that Im- impacts our moods, yes. our emotions. So we're going to, we're going to, sort of step away from the whole budgeting issue stuff. A lot of you do that already. Mm-hmm. A lot of you are wondering how to do that. Uh, I'm going to lead you to Dave Ramsey. Go to him. He's the guru. And that's where we started. Go. F- go read his books. Find you know, Financial Peace University. At a church at near a you. Church, do, go there. We're going we're gonna to really hit on what this weekend was like for us now that we've really honed back into it mm-hmm. and how it is affecting our relationship. Right. Because as many of many of you know, when money starts getting tight or you're not sure what's going on, it can really cause a lot of friction mm-hmm. in your marriage. It can really start chafing at you, especially when you might be out on a date night Knowing full well you want to have a wonderful time with your spouse, but you have no idea how much this meal is going to be. You're you're sort of clocking it in your head. Maybe you see what your spouse is ordered. You sort of order a cheaper meal because you don't want to do that. But all of a sudden, a drink is ordered, a wine is ordered, desserts are ordered, and the meal comes to you and it's a hundred bucks. You don't have a hundred bucks. And that can throw you into a bit of a tailspin because now you're just worried about how you're going to pay bills. Right. Because for those of you that have kids, it's not just the $100 meal. It's also the babysitter. It's, you know, all of the Other, the whole package. Yeah. And, you know, it's not always an inexpensive proposition to go out on a date. You no. know, if you want to do something special, if you want to. And so... Because we've made, you know, put so much emphasis lately, the last three months, four months, um, now that we're in May, on our financial intimacy, it is really impacting our date nights, our fun activities with the kids. Um, and so, and, and here are some examples. So Friday night we went out, mm-hmm. date night. We have in the budget $60 for dinner. That's our budget. That's not including what we're going to pay for the sitter for the kiddos. So we have 60 bucks. I've decided to, it was my month to take the lead. And for those of you who don't know that each month, Elise and I switch off who takes the lead for dinner because it shouldn't always be my responsibility to figure out where we're going to eat. And it shouldn't always be her responsibility. So it was mine. Elisa was dropping these very subtle hints about how she was wanting ginger and, oh, wouldn't it be good to, to have some sushi and this and that and the other. So I, I took her up on her hints and we went to Poway Sushi, our, our favorite place. Great thing. We drop off the kids about five. Happy, uh, hour. happy hour is until six. So we get there with plenty of time to just hang out on happy hour. We're having a blast. Mm-hmm. We, we're sitting down. We're off, uh, ordering off the happy hour menu. We meet some folks. We're talking to them. They just moved down here recently from Northern California but 
neither of us were looking at the menu or the food items and wondering, okay, are we going to go over budget? We, we knew where we were. Mm-hmm. And that allows both of us, though, to have a good time. Right. Because our minds aren't sitting on the money all the time. And, oh, my gosh, if I order this, it's going to push us over. If I order that, it's I, we shouldn't even be here right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it allows us just to let go. And in our hectic lives and our busy lives with kids and work and family and church and this and that and da, 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 da just allowed us to just let go of it all. And that's needed. Mm -hmm. That's needed in our marriages just for us to have some fun. And at least then I can get pretty damn serious at times. So for us, it's good for us to do that. So we ended up spending about an hour and a half in there. Yeah. Yeah. We ordered most of our stuff before happy hour ended and because I'm frugal like that. I'm like, ooh, what's that? You know, yeah. we, I think we ordered one thing that wasn't on the happy hour menu, but everything else we were yeah. like. Oh. And we made sure to get it all before happy hour ended. Mm-hmm. And the uh, sushi chef would just give it to us in little bits and pieces throughout the, the time we were there. And so we, we walked away spending 40 bucks. Now, did we order wine or sake or beer? No. We just, some to, to us, it's not worth it. I mean, to go buy a $4 beer when I can go buy a six pack for six bucks, seven bucks. Eh. Sometimes we do, but it's very rare. rare. It's it's just one of those things that we just look at and go, you know what? It's a drink for crying out loud. I'll, I'll go, I'll go buy a six pack for that much money or I'll buy a 22 ounce and we'll just share it one uh-huh. evening. So, so we sat there and we're like, man, we had 60 bucks budgeted and we only spent 40. We ran home because we had to do something real quick. I don't even remember what now at this point. What were we doing? Did we have to? What did we run home for? Oh, did we have to get some because we we're going to go grocery shopping? No, we came. No, here was what happened. We went to we went to dinner, and then um, I wanted to go to Barnes and Noble. Oh, that's right. So we went to Barnes Noble. We did Verizon because I'm looking at a new phone, and it's much nicer to go to Verizon on date night just with Tony than with the whole family because um, our children in a technology store not good. not good. Alex no. is campaigning. Vigorously for a phone, and that's just not happening. And anytime soon, anytime soon. So we did that, and then we just ran by Trader Joe's to pick up some snacks for Legoland. Then we went home. That's then we came home. We dropped everything off, and then we're sort of going. You know what? We still got twenty bucks. We could hang out at home. Mm -hmm. We we were abstaining from sex. Usually on date night, it is it is a sex night for us. We 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 enjoy that, but we are abstaining because we we were starting the challenge. And Elisa has been looking to do this really fun event for her Leah Sophia business for a bunch of her hostess and other gals who are looking at possibly joining her team. Mm -hmm. And so one of the places she's been looking at is called uh, the Barrel Room here in Rancho Bernardo. And we've had uh, desserts there before. We've never had dinner there. We've always sat inside. Uh, A a nice, it's a cool place. Uh, We're not wine drinkers by any stretch of the imagination. If you listen to last... Last summer. Summer's podcast when we, I forget what number it is, but when we went up to uh, Morro Bay, we, we went wine tasting through the Etna Valley in San Luis Obispo uh, County area. And we hit one spot and we were like, um, all right, we figured out one thing. We're not big wine fans. No. So anyways, we go to this place and we're hanging out. Elisa's checking it out. We have this scrumptious caramel brownie uh-huh. with chocolate caramel brownie chocolate ice cream. caramel brownie with like 
brownie chunks on top of it with ice cream. And then we ordered ourselves. This is one where we did order a beer mm-hmm. and we got a Maui Brewing Company coconut porter. Phenomenal. Smooth is, oh my gosh. But again, what we're bringing up here, and it's not like we're trying to give you all the details, although we are, the experience and the fun we are able to have, to let loose, to enjoy each other, to be engaged with each other was was heightened because we didn't have to deal with the underlying money issue. Mm-hmm. We knew where we were. We knew where we stood. So even when, right when we walked into the barrel room, we knew we had 20 bucks. So when the dessert menu comes out and we're looking at it and the dessert's seven bucks uh, and we just share it because, you know, again, we didn't want to soup ourselves up that much on sugar at 930 at night. And, you know, you're looking at the beer and it's another four. We're like, cool. You know, it's 11 bucks plus a tip. We're still within our budget. Right. And it's all about just being able to connect with each other without having that financial friction. Mm -hmm. Because how many of you are out there are wanting to have a good time, but it's constantly grating on you guys. And like Elisa said earlier, you don't have to go out and be extravagant. You know, maybe that's the problem. You're trying to go out and be extravagant when maybe you should just be going heading out to In-N-Out Burger and having a good time. Which we've done before too. Which we've done before. You know, don't let these money issues constantly build up because they're building so much friction in your marriage. It's affecting all areas of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's for us, you know, the fact that we were able to go to two different places have two different experiences. And, and in between, you know, just from a financial standpoint, we'd also stop by the Verizon store and, you know, I'm looking at phones and the guy's giving me a quote. He's like, all right, are we ready to get this? And I said, no, uh, you know what? Appreciate the quote. Glad to know where things stand. Um, I'm not ready yet. There's some other things I'm doing in my business this month and I'm not going to go drop, you know, a few hundred dollars on a new phone. Right. He's like, oh, and I, it just, the timing's not right. And I don't need to bring that stress into my life trying to juggle, you know, different things. Um, yeah, and we kept this whole financial intimacy really kept, you know, it started Friday night, you know, the scenario that we're building and it continued into Saturday. Right. We have been, our children have been campaigning for a very long time to go to Legoland. And we live, so Legoland, California, and we live 45 minutes away from this place. And, you know, so we've, I mean, where we are in San Diego, we've got SeaWorld, we've got Legoland, we've got the San Diego Zoo, the Wild Animal Park. There are lots to do in San Diego. Lots of things to do. However, all of the places around us have very large price tags. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one point in time, you know, we had like buy one, get one free. Like we could get in, we would have to pay for us and the kids would get in for free. And so we looked at that option. But that's still, adult tickets are $80. Mm-hmm. to get into Legoland. And, you know, back, I guess it was end of January, beginning of February, because we had even talked about this, I know, on the podcast when Alex wanted to play soccer. Right. And we had extra money that month, and that was, had been money that we were going to set aside for Legoland, but because he wanted to play soccer, we just said, you know what, that's a trade-off, and we'll have to wait till we save up more money. Well, it, Even though one was benefiting just him and the other was benefiting the family, that's, we allowed him to make that decision and we're happy he did. 
he's happy. Yeah, and, and we are decision. too. I mean, it's just been a, a fun thing to to watch him play, mm-hmm. and as a family, we get to watch him play. We so. get to watch him play. So, I guess mid April, yeah, mid April ish. Um, I had heard from a friend that one of, that there was a radio station that was doing a promotional day at Legoland where tickets were going to be twelve dollars per person, and a voucher, a voucher so that you didn't actually have to pay until you went. And so I went to this toy store, made my purchase, got my tickets, super excited. And, you know, so we're going to be able to get in. I figured, you know, I did all the math. I'm like, okay, so we can actually get into Legoland, $48, parking's $12. And I had to make a purchase at the store that was $15. So that was like $75, less than the cost of one ticket. Well, and the purchase was also going to go towards a birthday present anyway. So it... It wasn't like we were just buying something for nothing. Right. Yeah, we had a friend's birthday party at that time. So $75 was going to get everybody into Legoland. Right. And so when Tony and I were setting up our budget, knowing that this was on the calendar for May 7th, um, we budgeted an amount of money. We budgeted $200 to do Legoland. That was going to include the cost of the tickets, parking, and anything that we decided to do that day. You know, if the kids wanted to go out to eat, if the kid, you know, the kids wanted to stop in the gift shop. And so we hadn't told the kids. No. no, And (laughs) for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Talk, talk the reasons why we didn't do that. Okay. The number, well, I don't know. They're tied for number one. One reason we didn't tell the kids is because those of you that have children, if they find out that something big is going to happen, they will bug you every 25.6 seconds Mm -hmm. saying, are we going? What day is it? Is it going to be today? Do we get to go tomorrow? What day? Mm. that's enough to make me (laughs) crazy crazy and the reason that we didn't tell them reason number two is because if i had told the kids that we were going i might have gotten really irritated with my children in the three weeks between when i got the tickets and when we actually went to the point where i would have said you know what i can't take this yeah i'm tired of your behavior i'm tired of this we're not going to legoland and i didn't want my behavior to be the reason they didn't get to go to legoland so i i had to keep myself in check by keeping this a surprise because I couldn't for take us it, away. it worked out nicely because we were driving yesterday and, and, awesome. and we pulled it off in the morning it was just sort of a it's a nice cool morning and we were just like you know what kids let's just go to the beach you know we haven't been to the beach in a while it's going to be a beautiful day let's get out there early we'll walk along we'll go get us we'll go get a picnic lunch and we'll just go up there and so we're driving and we're getting close to Carlsbad and I make the turn to go to Legoland and the kids were goofing off. They were totally something. engrossed in a movie though because they never even noticed that we weren't going the normal way that we go to the beach. No, no, no. I had already told them we were going to Carlsbad. Oh, okay. Yeah, I okay. told them we were going to go somewhere different. And so we're, we're getting t- close to Legoland. I'm like, hey guys, you want to go to Legoland? We're right here. And they're like underneath their covers and Abby's like, yeah. And Alex is just sort of going, you know what? They're just doing that because... They want you to take off your, your cover to take a picture of you. and Because I'm videotaping this whole thing. Yeah. And and I go, no, you guys want to go to Legoland? We're right here. My, let's let's go to Legoland. And Alex is just like, no, you guys are lying to us. We're not going to go. And we're driving into Legoland. And finally, we're like, Alex, we're going to Legoland. And it was the most unbelievable joy from a little boy that just made my heart sing, uh-huh. you know, just, are you, you're, you're kidding, dad. You're kidding, mom. No way. That's that. We're like, no, we're, we're going. And we just had a blast. He just, I mean, 
he's rocking back and forth in his seat, just squealing and screaming. And I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And we got a few, you're the best parents ever. And yeah, I, was I heard that a few times yesterday. It was kind of I, nice. I, We even got, I love yous out of them. I get, I love yous. You don't get very many. I, love I don't. Yous yeah. I don't get, but, I don't yeah, get but he, he did say, I love you. And you know, it was great because we go in and you know, we told the kids we're like, well, and you know, cause of course, Alex knows since we're very honest with our kids, he's like, well, how, how, how did this happen? You know, tickets and, and that kind of thing. And I said, mom got a deal on the tickets. They were $12 each. And so then he's like trying to wrap his head around the fact that he knows tickets are $80, but mom got them for 12 and how, you know what I'm explaining? How did this all how happen? How did this happen? And you know, what stars aligned for him to be able to do this? And you know, we go in and the nice thing about having the budget and having that money set was that we didn't have to say no to our kids. Yeah. All day. And there were a few things I said, like I, we didn't say yes to all the little games that they wanted to play. But, you know, Abby's big thing was that she wanted her face painted. Yeah. Like it was the only, you know, for a while it was the only thing she wanted. She just wanted her face painted. And so take her to get her face painted and we're going through and um, the kids knew that we'd brought lunch. And so we actually left the park. We were there for a few hours. We went, you know, out to the car and just sat and had a picnic lunch at the car. Mm-hmm. because we'd explained to the kids, we're going to bring lunch so that we can just stay here and, you know, just get a little downtime. And then we're going to go out to dinner on the way home. And, you know, all day long, you know, we're just having a good time. And they, our children love to shop. They are their mother's children in this respect. And so uh, literally, I think, I think we hit every single gift shop. In no, like a, we did. We yeah. hit quite a few. We hit quite a few, but we didn't hit them all. Because they were just, and partly because there are so many amazing Lego creations inside the shops. Oh my gosh. If you guys get a chance to go and you go for a deal, I mean, the new Star Wars. The Star Wars scenes were pretty amazing. Scenes were, were really cool. Um, we'll have to were, post some of the pictures up on the site once I get them downloaded. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do that. But there were so many cool things. But at the end of the day, you know, we had finally told the kids and Alex had actually brought money with him that day because one of the things that he wanted to do was go to game when he didn't know we were going to the beach. He wanted to go to GameStop because he wanted right. to take care of a video game. And so at lunch, he's, you know, can I take my money out of the car, please? Can I take my money? And so, you know, we bring his money inside and finally tell the kids, look, we're going to go to the gift shop at 430. And we're not, and we're not going to go before 430. We're not going to be carrying around purchases. We're just, you know, we're going to do this at the end of the day as we're heading out. And so... You know, at the end of the day, we tell the kids, look, you can, you can each buy up to $15. Well, we had originally said 10 and Abby said, well, how about 14? And I said, you know what? Let's just go to 15. Yeah. And that's when Alex comes to me with the tax question. Well, what, what about sales tax? Does it have to be $13 so that it's, you know, with tax, it's 15. I love the fact that he already knows that it's a $13 purchase that gets you to $15 with sales tax. And I just said, you know what? We're just going to take care of sales tax too. You can spend up to fourteen ninety five or fourteen, however they do it here, and you know. But that's what you're going to go home with. We're not taking home big Lego sets. Right. You know, find something that's going to give you a memory of your day, but not be anything crazy. Mm-hmm. And so they did, and it was great because they were able to shop. No, you know, Abby had a little more difficulty because she looks all over the place, and so you know. But she ended up finding minifigures and, um we left with peace on the day and bringing this back to Elisa and I throughout the day, there was no friction. There was no, Oh no, we can't do this or 
gosh, that's going to cost us money. Or, you know, it was just sort of, hey, you know, there, there are still guidelines we're following, but not once were she, was she and I at odds with each other. Mm-hmm. We'd come to this in an agreement, having worked it out in our budget, you know, earlier in the month. And so when we were there, it, it didn't cause us any friction. And that's what the the benefits of having this time together each month talking about what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't just happen magically. It takes some time on both of your parts to sit down to realize what's going on. Right. Now, this has been a work in progress. Some of you are listening to us and going, oh, I couldn't do that. We don't even have enough money to, to pay the bills right now. We've been there. And we didn't take our kids to Legoland when that was the case. Well, we were there. Yeah, we were there before we had kids. We were mm-hmm. $50,000 in debt. You know, we've had to eat rice and beans. So that way we could pay the bills. You know, this just doesn't happen overnight. Just like our marriages don't crumble in a day. It takes time and it takes, it's a little thing one after another that keeps taking away from our marriage. Well, financial intimacy is one of those things that constantly takes away. But you can build your marriage up and it takes time and effort when you hone in on this and work together on this. It's not going to happen in one conversation, folks. Got to start getting this stuff out of your minds. Mm -hmm. That you're looking up to other folks and going, oh, they are so wonderful. How do they do it? It's called time and effort. Are you willing to do it to have a better marriage? Are you guys willing to sit down and have those hard conversations? It's not fun. I know that. Do you think in December or January when Elise and I had that, the conversation of why we paid too much on presents so that we're short in January? You think that's fun? No, it's not fun at all. Is it worth it now that I look back five months? By all means, yes. Yes, a little pain, a little agony in January is well worth it now that it, we're here in May. Okay, not so little. <laughs> not so Let's little. Let's be honest. Okay. Little yeah. silent treatment there on your side. You know, yes, I was. I was, I was major conversations. Um, so, but but the end result was that we had a weekend with our children, with each other, where even when we got to, you know, we finally um, just wrapping up the day with the kids yesterday. We stop. We have dinner, and we stopped at Chick Fil A, and um, the kids can see on one of the signs inside the restaurant, they see a soft serve ice cream cone. And so the kids look at me and, you know, I get the question, mom, can we have, can we have ice cream? And, uh, I said, well, let me see what I've got left. And, you know, we had, I think five or $7 left or something, you know, just, you know, yep. And I said, you know what, go find out for me how much the ice cream cones are. Right. And so they come back and they're like, well, there's, there's one that's a dollar twenty five and one that's a dollar seventy five. And I said, Well, we don't need the bigger one. So if you two would like to get an ice cream cone, 
you may each go get one. And so they took their money up and they came back and Alex is like, and we still have money left. Yeah. And you know, it was, it literally was the icing on the cake yesterday. Not that we give in to all of our kids indulgences. You know, I still said no to things yesterday. Yeah. But this isn't so much about the kids as it's about us not having but that friction but being able to to have that peace being able to to have budgeted for it kept me from getting cranky Mm -hmm. which in turn kept us from getting cranky with each other Mm -hmm. so being able to say you know what yeah you know kids you're not playing all the little you know two and three dollar games i'm I'm not you know i I will i will let you have fun at legoland but we're not doing all the little stuff um you know, it was just, it was a nice day. And I knew how relaxed our kids were when talking to Alex later on in the evening and he's actually poking fun at me, you know, like, oh, mom, sometimes you're like this and he, you know, make a funny face and, you know, oh, you can't do it. You know, he's, but he was so relaxed that he didn't, he did that without fear that I was going to be like, don't make fun of me. You know, and having that peace as a couple, having that peace as a family, it changes the dynamics. It changes how everybody relates to one another. Mm-hmm. And when you can, you know, yes, we built that piece into our budget in the month of May. Right. We did. We said, okay, we're going to do this. This is how much money we're going to need. This is how we're going to do it. We created our piece. You can do that. In, in, in all areas, when it comes to, to your money, you know, we're talking about having fun and going out on date nights or Legoland activities, but you can do this in your marriage every month. Mm-hmm. It, you know, sit down, find out where your where your money's going, find out how much is coming in. You know, it, for Elisa and I now we're back on this on this track where it's just like, okay, money's going out. We know how much has come in. There we go. We're done. Mm-hmm. If if something is needed then we got to move some stuff around or can it wait till next month? Right. Throughout the month, I'm letting her know how the business is doing, how we're, how we're progressing. So she has an idea of what we're going to need. And it just, and on the, on the flip side, you know, if I'm spending money, which I, I am the one, you know, during the month, I'm the one spending the money, whether it's groceries or whatever, you know, I'm the shopper by default. Um, but that's what I'm doing to Tony saying, okay, this is what's come up. Or if a bill comes in that we're going to have to pay next month. Okay. Just a heads up. Yeah. This bill has come in. You know, I don't want you to flip out, you know, it's like, especially for us since we're self-employed, the whole medical insurance thing. So when we get a medical bill and I know it's going to cause him some angst, you know, it's much better for me to say, Hey, I just got the, the explanation of benefits. My bill is going to be $300 than to wait till the actual bill comes in and says, Oh, and I get to say to him, great, I've got a $300 bill. At least he's now had a month to think about it mm-hmm. and to process it so he's not, you know, he's not caught by surprise. Our spouses do not like financial surprises unless you're getting some kind of huge windfall. Just Most true. every other financial surprise is a negative one and it is best not to spring negative surprises on your spouse. If you keep the communication open those surprises are minimized and you have more peace because there aren't surprises. 
That's not to say you're not going to have unexpected expenses. It happens. You know, the car breaks down. Been there. (laughs) Dryer breaks down. Dryer breaks down. All in the same two week period. Um, Battery in my car goes out. Battery, you know, uh, things happen. We, we, we've had a, we've had a month or two month of, and a half of car stuff uh, of cars and other things breaking in our house, uh, you know, sort of blowing us up a little bit and having to take a little bit from here mm-hmm. because we have some extra cash right there. We have and, our emergency funds and, and we, we can, we can utilize it. But because we've talked about it and because we continue to talk about our finances, even the unexpected expenses are workable. Mm hmm. And while they may cause us some initial anxiety over, okay, how are we going to juggle this one? It doesn't cause the rift and it doesn't cause the tension that I know many of you may be experiencing right now or have experienced in the future or in the past. Money is a difficult subject. And the way to get around that is to talk about it. Because by talking about it, it is going to heighten your intimacy, all of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, folks, intimacy isn't just sex. It's just not physical, but it's all of it. When you're dealing with financial intimacy, you're also in your emotional and your intellectual intimacy. If you choose to start praying about it, you're, you've attacked your spiritual intimacy. So you see, it's not just one thing. It's not just your finances that are impacted. It's your entire marriage that's impacted. Mm -hmm. And this week we ask that you just go over them. Look at it. Start talking to your spouse about it if you haven't. Come up with a plan. Make it happen. Get Dave's book. Start reading it. Take the baby steps. Start making a change. So that way you can start impacting all of the intimacies in your marriage while you're dealing with the big issue that many of us face and have faced in our marriages and that's money. So we hope you guys have a fantastic week. We know this is a little heavy when it comes to marriage or finances, but it's worth it. All right. You guys enjoy it. We love you and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the one extraordinary marriage podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858 876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com and while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio and ebook formats. Also, the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com.